Good morning, early afternoon, that is, it's Friday, March 18th, 2022, and I'm Robert Edward Booth of threeoaks1.com, that's spelled out threeoaksnumeral1.com, and you can go there for a lot of enlightening facts about organized religions as I embark upon any scrutiny or just discernment you might call it as I do my best to add to and not take away from what is good practices found in some of the organized religions that I explore. One one of the main areas of exploration for me has been Christianity. I was led to Christianity as a child. I got baptized by the time I was 29 or 30 years old, roughly. Well, I take that back. I might have been 35 by the time I got it done. I recall every time I tried to accomplish getting baptized, uh, a lot like this winter, getting to a doctor's appointment, every time I would set the appointment up, another ice storm would come, and, and it would be 55 and 70. And then ice storm would hit, you know. So it was like that, trying to get myself baptized too. Everything, hell and creation, would come in the way of me trying to get baptized. So I finally accomplished it, and I was baptized in Trinity Baptist Church of South Carolina, and uh, by a pastor named Don Davis. It was a fairly good-sized church, you know. Had had some fairly wealthy uh, members seemed like I, I went through the neighborhood that, that a lot of them were members of that church and, and they had you know better than than middle class lifestyles going on and, and and I can only openly criticize that so much because when you do the judgment over sacrifice issue that is expressed in the Bible coming from the Romans, of course, who who were killing the Jews in the Jewish revolution at the time of the beginning of the creation of the Bible. So a person who has education and has interest in their own spirituality and their families would know that this material is only so valid or authenticatable because of of that fact that that Rome created the Bible at the very end of the Jewish revolution, slaughtering the Jews. If you knew that and you was to execute what they call judgment over sacrifice, in the current marital system that is offered as being obedient and faithful to God as depicted from the Bible, which is a paradigm that we accept as God's word. God's word, quote, end quote, is what we accept the Bible as, as a social norm. People will 
tell you this is God's word and, and you'll accept that it is. That is a paradigm. It, it's like using the word though in a sentence or, or some example of, of a word that could be substituted with something else, but it's acceptable to use that word in that way in that sentence, in that type of context. And you could put something else there. So when I say God's word is a paradigm, that's what it is. You could disprove it way faster than you could prove it as far as verification. You you could start picking up old Bibles that they've found that by all rights, a person uses the term terminology by all rights should be considered as valid as any Roman material created at the end of slaughtering the Jews in the Battle of Masada, which was the final battle of the Jewish revolution. If you knew that, you would be able to say this Bible or this Bible that they found from that back dated to that time frame, anywhere in that vicinity even, should be as valid or, or considered equal to what you're looking at, giving the scenario, the situation. I mean, paint yourself a picture. They're, they're killing the people that they're going to tell you about the relationship that the Jewish people or the Israelites you might call them had with God and and the documentation that these people that were killing them is going to tell you about it if if you had a comparable situation I, I've off the top of my head I said you know it's kind of like asking a car thief that nobody else is around and you catch him getting out of the car you know did you steal that car well naturally no do you believe him Oh, you immediately want to look elsewhere and find out what kind of insights you might gain about this car being in his position and not his. And what's it doing stolen if you didn't steal it? And what are you doing driving it? You know, I mean, so he's naturally going to say, believe him, he didn't do it. Very, very good scenario to compare to a wartime created Bible telling it's God's word. So, my concern, as the royal dragon blood, they call it, the Lucifer lines, bloodlines, the royal blood. Mine happens to be grail bloodline. And, and that's said to be by these people that adventure that as, as far as studies upon the royal Scythians and, and half the ro- royalty that came through Europe you know, kings, queens, nobles, and expressively the Merovingian dynasty. I am a descent of the Merovingian dynasty. I still have the birthmark of Cain. Four of those Merovingian kings had birthmark of Cain. Theirs was mostly located on their chest and their head or their back near their heart. Mine is on my right arm and my head, which is where 
writings say that Cain was marked by God when he was sent out of the Garden of Eden. And if you intend to harm him, I'm, I'm sure it's safe to adventure that if it was an accident and you harmed him, you wouldn't be cursed. But if you intend, like like shoplifting, they have to prove intent. You can't just accidentally drop the gum in the cart while messing with the child and get arrested for shoplifting. There has to be intent. So I, I feel it's safe to assume that if you didn't mean to harm Cain after he left the Garden of Eden, the, the legend or the, the documentation we do have is that you would be cursed by God if you harmed Cain. So the dragon bloodline or the Lucifer bloodline, including the Grail bloodline, which is Jesus slash Lucifer, after the stuff that the church covered up about a daughter named Tamara. And there's documentation that there was more than one child. And the the Knights Templars brought forth a lot of that. It's, it's been proclaimed that the Knights Templars really have enough to shut down the church or the, 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 the Catholic church in any case. If, if they brought forth this information exposing them to to be a deception or a fraud. So that's what the bloodline that I'm part of is really good at. Some some natural tendency to find or detect flaws in organized religions. I'm sure if, if I was to go after a non-organized religion, there would be flaws that I would detect. But for now, today... I look at, a, at, a, at something called truth. Truth, and because of what I'm watching about this war that's going on in the Ukraine between Russia and the Ukrainians, I, I have dared to be the odd Thomas in this situation. I have stood up for what I believe is right, 80%. Of America, they I watched it on the uh, War Room this morning with Steve Bannon. Real America's voices said 80% were behind the sanctions and against the Russians for what they were doing in the Ukraine. And and I'm going to stand up and say, well, as many as my other podcasts, you know, the Ukrainian government threw the first punch. You know, there, there was a, a humanitarian slash military situation going on. Russia stepped in and provided protection of themselves as much as anything when they stood up for the humanitarian issue where the Ukrainian government was being resisted for a independence plea in Donbass. Then the Russians, knowing there were Russian ethnic people there speaking Russian and, and, and the Ukraine technically being under Poland and Russia shared territory. Those southern regions where Donbass was mostly the Russian territory when they share it. So they went there like at a football game when one of your buddies was going to get beat up and the muscle showed up. They showed up. But the first blow came from the Ukraine to the Russians. That ain't cool. And in and in Russian territory that's never been established independent. That ain't cool. So I stood up for that. 
So when I talk about truth, Steve Bannon this morning on Real America's Voice, he said, you know, the war room, he says, uh, the first casualty of war is truth. I looked it up and there's an ancient and there's a, there's a, there's a sculpture of that ancient where that quote was made. You'll have to look it up. I can't remember nor pronounce the name of that ancient that said the first casualty of war is truth. Well, the media's got it covered up and, and we're, we're suffering from a complete disillusion. It's, it, well, you're suffering from it because you're not seeing what you need to see. You need to see that the first punch came from the Ukraine and that, again, Steve Bannon supported this fact, it was a vital security area for the United States. And and I pointed out also on threeoaks1.com that Yemen, the Arab nation, has a civil war going on and there's hungry people and there's need for refuge for those people. And do you know that's hardly in the news? If 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 such a humanitarian issue was was really the problem, why not be in Yemen? helping the civil war there because it's not according to Steve Bannon a vital security interest of the United States of America so when you look beyond the veil what's covering up the issues an illusion is being offered that we care and they're taking advantage of human nature to want to be caring people and seen as that caring for the people that are suffering you know, the bigger guys beating up the Ukraine. Look at these needy people. That's all over the media. The needy people went down before they were the needy people and threw a punch on Russian military people who were there not in an act of war. Just like the football game when your buddy showed up, the big ones, to help you, the little guy, you know, and what, the, the other guy takes a swat at your big friends? If they're getting the snot kicked out of them, this is not a humanitarian issue. This is drag you into a revolution from the Ukraine for their independence and not telling you what's really going on. Now, back to the truth. My king, my king, even though I'm 666, Robert Edward Booth, with the birthmark of Cain, etc., etc., that's all expressed stuff. I'm going to do you an actual blog and then a book about my origins. But for now, you can look at the website. You will find enough stuff to get more interest. And that's what you need right now because I'm going to make a change come around. I'm an empath. I'm a super empath. A paradigm change is to be expected, a shift. So I'm bringing forth agnostic views. I'm an ordained minister. I'm bringing you Gnostic views, things that are knowledge, not blinding you. The same thing like the press is blinding you to what's going on in the Ukraine, not telling you that the Ukraine threw the first punch back in 2014, 2015, when they were there, Russia was there on a humanitarian basis, bigger than the you know, Ukrainians going to make sure nothing went on, and it did. 
So the the church is offering you deception with some nice tempers. Uh, some of them burned at stake even, which is also posted on Three Oaks One. Uh, Jesus said there is no truth. There is no truth, only that I am the truth and you would be better in your grave with nothing than to not serve me with all you have. Now, philosophers say that, you know, it's like a law of absolution. There's a beginning and there's an end to everything. And like the Taoist, the yin-yang people, the Taoism, like the Native Americans have two dogs within every situation, well, in addition to that, there's usually a place to, like I was pointing out, to start something. Now, the reason I say that is it's like taking a crowbar or something and finding a weak spot and ramming it in it and start working it. And you can do a lot to a situation if you can find that point of weakness, that beginning place. And then there's an ending place, and that's how this paradigm shift is going to happen that I'm, I'm aiming to bring forth where you're not deceived by the media, by the church, that you're more prone to looking past this veil or this illusion. Jesus is supposed to have said it's all an illusion. You have to get past the wrapper. You have to look what's quote unquote really going on. My forefathers, uh, George Burroughs, one of them was hung in the Salem witchcraft trials. 30-some odd, I think of 35 citizens wrote the justice people and asked that they do not hang George Burroughs, even though they had proved that he was the leader of the witch coven. Did you know that they have original Bibles that say, suffer not a sorceress to live? And it got replaced by suffer not a witch to live, where 60,000 witches were recorded to have been killed based on the difference in original Bibles and what Bible you're looking at after the Catholic Church changed it to witches. You have green witches, you have herbalists, and you have shaman witches. And do you kill them? According to the Bible, when it's a paradigm, it's like a choice of a word that can be put in that can be something else, but you accept that word. You accept this as God's word, but we know if you're educated that that this is not authenticatable. Now, a lot of people will influence their children, their wife, their own lives even by working that paradigm. This is God's word. This is God's word and, and browbeat and everything else. But notice they're living in $500,000 homes because they know this is not authenticatable and judgment over sacrifice, I can achieve those things in today's society and they do everything that you can do you might not ought to do jesus supposedly according to what book you're looking at said hate money now the the preachers they'll say oh a lot of them will say jesus didn't really a lot of them will say jesus really didn't mean hate money and, and he was known to have made profound statements seek death and find life. He who seeks to save his life will surely lose his life, but he who seeks to lose his life 
for the for my name's sake will surely save his life. That's profound. I mean, it says for my name's sake, you know, so it don't mean seek death and find life in that abbreviated form. You can run in front of a car any day of the week and get that accomplished. But to be burned at stake for sticking up for the right instead of going along with the crowd and serving the wrong thing. My king was a righteous person if I have to imagine it past what the Roman people put in that Bible. He had a sex life according to the the Knights Templars. He had a sex life. You've been lied to by the church. That ain't good when your children gonna find that out. When you went around the house browbeating everybody, this is God's word, this is God's word, $500,000 house yourself, hate money expressed in a good book, ducking that, going in and out, you know. When you do all those ducks and circumventings of what Jesus said and making this not valid and this more valid and having your own way, don't expect your children to do much less. Lucky if they listen to a word you say when they find out you're a fraud around the house, just like the preacher who told you God's word and knew Jesus said this and Jesus said that. I'd love to credit those things to my king, but I can't tell you authentically that I know he said. I can tell you what I believe. I can tell you what my intuition plus evidence leads me to believe, but I can also tell you that in school, I learned that that pear trick where you smell the pear and and then taste apple and you get kind of the sensation of biting a pear. They did that in colleges and stuff, an experiment, because your senses can be tricked. So my intuition is kind of like putting something in a box and shaking it. I can tell something about it. There's intuition and evidence. Solomon, the wisest king said, you know, a man can base his beliefs on his intuition and evidence. Well, okay, tell me what's in the box. You don't know. Most of us can't pick the box up and shake it and tell what's in it. Most of the time, okay, occasionally you're going to get that. You know, your intuition was powerful that day and you got that. But do you really know what happened 2,000 years ago and what Jesus meant and Jesus said? You don't. A lot of that stuff is wise, undeniably wise. That's good. But what little increments, if, if indeed you believe this principle, that a little leaven leavens the whole lump. Sometimes... It don't take all that much to get a whole mess of something going on. You'll see it in principles when you're working at stuff or or make a mistake in your life or if you do something right. So if you believe that principle, you know that it don't take that much a lot of the time to get a whole lot of something going on. So what I'm trying to tell you is let's not be deceived. And Maybe Jesus did say there is no truth, only that I am the truth. And that you'd be better off in your grave with nothing than to not serve me with everything you have. That is so wise for a king who knew he had a worthy cause before the great and terrible. When I say the great and terrible, that's the principles of spirit that the yin-yang or the Taoist, the, the two dogs within everything, that is the great and terrible. Within everything, God dwells in you and in everything, great and terrible. Let's serve the light of the Lord. Let's serve the light like the Freemasons talk about. Let's be light workers. 
Jesus supposedly said, and I'd love to give him credit, what a wise thing to say. He said, serve not the teacher, serve not the prophet, but but listen to the spirit. Listen to the one who is, the ancient Jews would call God. Job Adonai, I have it down that he deceived the early Jews and that the church has put him back in the saddle of being God. Jehovah Adonai is not God. I've been shown that. I am the grail bloodline by evidence. I have the birthmark of Cain. Don't fall for that. They're serving voodoo. Look it up. Greek and Roman both did voodoo in their ancient practices. They were the ones who burned the books and the heretics. A lot of those heretics are reported to have been the actual community that was there with Jesus Christ when he was with us. They found amulets indicating magic. I see moon magic, which is high magic as opposed to elemental magic, being worked through what Bible did get put down. And if I was to add it all up, it looks very evident that that would actually serve the kingdom that Jesus is talking about. The one that's going to be on earth, and and it's a good chance hereafter will be the follow-through, knowing that I look at shaman principles. First the spirit, then the flesh. The dimensions begin in spirit and, and manifest in the physical world. Not always. The Native American would say, it's not going to unfold the way you think all the time. You might think I can sow this in spirit and it'll unfold like I think it might not but a lot of times it will so I practice uh, Rosicrucian magic and and I'm, I'm looking at the other influences that might be good and I, I was shown a vision that if I'll dedicate to my magic I can have a very en- enchanted kingdom if you would magical and I mean to, to do that so please follow my podcast and, and please enroll, subscribe for my YouTube and at threeoaksnumeral1.com, spelled threeoaks, numeral1.com. Sign up there most importantly, and you'll, you'll catch on to the rest. I'm going to do you a blog and then a book about my origins, the things I intend to do. I'm going to do a doctrinal word that we have doctrines, more like the original Christianity, because I understand that they subverted what Christ meant yes he was called the Christ but the Christ meant something different not that you could see they're controlling you in a way that they say he was the Christ follow him and then they control the knowledge and the moves they subvert when they want to and if a little leaven leavens a whole lump where is that being subverted that's what I'm good at by nature, my bloodline, the royal dragon bloodline. Nicholas DeVere wrote a great book, The Dragon Legacy. He died. He was grandmaster of the Knights Templar. You should read that book, and that will help you understand where I'm coming from, what I mean by some of the Cain blood mark, birthmarks and the Lucifer bloodline, the Grail bloodline. It'll tell you, he tells you some stuff about uh, ancient Christianity, even. Please. Enjoy 3oaksnumeral1.com and support me by signing up for my YouTube, my podcast, and my webpage. And you're going to benefit because I didn't come to take away. I come to give you more. 
I come to give you life and I give you life in abundance. Peace to you and peace profound from Robert Edward Booth, 666, born on September 23rd. They did a whole theological research on why September 3rd, 23rd was important. I'm Virgo Libra. I am the perfect masculine, the perfect feminine, and I watched the Native American ex- describe Hayoka. Hayoka is if you see the Thunderbird, and I've seen it like five times, roughly. Five times the Thunderbird has appeared to me in visions. Hayoka, according to this one thing, and it's posted on my, it's got a search box for the blogs, and it's posted. YouTube, you can watch it, enjoy a little show. And he says, you know, Hayoka is perfect masculine and feminine it doesn't make him transvestite it doesn't make him transgender it doesn't make him bisexual but him or her Hayoka, the sacred clown slash holy man or woman being politically correct is perfect masculine and feminine and i i would presuppose without being in-depth report that that has to do with september 23rd my birthday the date that Venus, the goddess of love, who is also the goddess of war, two dogs within everything, gave birth like she got pregnant and a strand came down to earth. The goddess of love slash war got pregnant and a strand came down to earth on September 23rd. I'm Robert Edward Booth, 666, born September 23rd, and I'm Hayoka. See you at threeoaksnumeral1.com. Peace and peace profound.